In studio with me is Barry Averich, who, as I said, was, if not one of the best, I think he is the best documentary film producer in Canada. And I'll give you a chance, Barry, in welcoming you not to talk about film necessarily, but to talk to, to give a plug for a film. You have about a very interesting Toronto person that's premiering in Palm Springs coming up very shortly. First of all, thrilled to be here with who I always thought is Canada's mayor, John Tory. So thrilled oh, to be you. here this morning. Uh, yes, yeah, Sash Simpson, this incredible story. If you saw the movie Lion, very much like that story. So our film opened. Uh, tomorrow, world premiere at the Palm Springs Film Festival. Very excited. And, and Sash Simpson is the proprietor of and chef at Sash Restaurant, which is on Yonge Street near Summerhill there. Correct. And, and it isn't just about the food, which is great, and about his skill as a chef, which is great, but the story, I will just say to people without giving away the film, is an extraordinary story. Extraordinary story. story. Uh, from, yeah, from, you know, homeless uh, um, street kid in India to top chef. Uh, comes back to Canada, gets adopted by an incredible woman who adopts 32 children, uh, and then... She, uh, literally, Sash becomes one of the greatest chefs ever. It's a yeah, and recognized story. in New York. I mean, not that that means more than Toronto, but recognized there as well as here. A hundred percent. New York Times covered him, and we took him back to India where we try to find his family. He cooks with uh, uh, world-class chefs, Michelin chefs on the streets of India. It's a, it's a beautiful, heartwarming film. And it's called Sash? No, it's called Born Hungry. Uh, Born Hungry. So people can look for that as it comes out premiere tomorrow in Palm Springs. So Correct. congrats to you on that in Thank advance because I know it'll be good. Thank you. So uh, what the genesis of this uh, visit today was that uh, you know, I'm a big believer in public art, and I think you may have been one of those people behind my uh, saying when I ran uh, for election two times ago that I wanted to declare, which I did, a year of public art. And I think it helped us get through COVID, quite frankly, because we had many, many artists, hundreds of them that had a chance to show their work. But more importantly than them showing their work, it was that people were able to come and see it, and they were able to do it, as it turned out, in COVID in a way that was safe, because some of it was outdoors and things like that. But you uh, are advocating that one of the things, and it was contained actually in a report coming out of the School for Cities yesterday, too, that public art represents one of the things that could help us revitalize the downtown and get the city going again, because we're still in 45th place out of 66 cities in terms of our kind of general level of recovery from uh, COVID. So over I, to you. I, I find it staggering that uh, this is a city that's really great at doing festivals, festivals of art, festivals of film, festivals of music. But in terms of public art, uh, I can't remember anything, John, respectfully, other than the uh, movement for the painted moose uh, throughout the city, and God help us with that. Who wanted a moose in your lawn? But that's great. But where is our public art? Our sister, our alleged sister city, Chicago, incredible art through the city. Architecture, another time for another debate, another time. But there, there are visual art. There's some good murals. Uh, but there's not great public art that could define the city. We have a city of great artists. Where is the art? I believe that there's a role for corporations and private people to commission great pieces to be around the city. My biggest concern is if you drive around the city now is that real estate developers are taking it upon themselves to put what they think is the right art in front of a new condo or office building that they've put up. Through what? What means? If you go to, I think it's Young and Bloor, there's this giant uh, me uh, metal uh, What do you mean where it looks like the, the chute coming down from, from demolition? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was left over. It's, uh, you know, uh, where Nordstrom's was. May they rest in peace. But there, there is, that's, that's, that's considered so, so I'm not a particular fan of that. I'm familiar with it. People who drive by on Bloor Street will, will know what you're talking about. Yeah. But maybe challenge you just on behalf of those listening who might say, well, Barry, who are you to be the arbiter of whether that is... I'm not suggesting I be the arbiter. the very fact we're talking about it, maybe 
be a good thing? Because that's what you want. People to well, talk about that, debate it. Look, let, let we can agree, and, and you could certainly agree that, you know, there are priorities in the city, uh, like housing and homelessness, that have to be dealt with before art. I get it. But ultimately, we're, you know, one of the great cities in the world. You can't walk around here and point your finger to any incredible art or a city of great art. There's specific pieces along the way. We've seen pieces down at Harborfront and various places, but it's not enough. I want to walk around a great and diverse city and see art that reflects the people that live here. I'm not saying that I should be the arbiter at all. I'm saying there should be an incredible committee put together of collectors, art historians, art curators that make this city great. So much, and you know, there's so much great art in people's private collections. Let's get this art onto the street so people could see it and come here and take pictures in front of it. The Toronto sign at City Hall, great, but we need more. So who uh, who has to take the initiative? Is it the government that has to take, not to control it, but rather just to make sure it becomes a point of attention? Is it the private development uh, community that, you know, is putting in a lot of new buildings and has the chance to install something, perhaps with advice? But, I mean, who who needs to t- take the leadership I, I, to make I think it happen? It, I think it needs to be the province, the city, and a group of private people that put together an incredible... I mean, if you look at uh, the High Line in New York, and you look at how that came together with an incredible board of advisors on what that should look like if anybody's been to New York and walked that incredible. It's literally art in the sky. You know, what, what you know, and, and you were trying to do that with Harborfront uh, and, and Queens Key. There's such an opportunity. I look at our waterfront compared to Chicago. There's such great opportunity. It's coming, but yes, I, I agree that it should be a, a mixture of developers, uh, the, the galleries themselves, the museums themselves, a group of people that can come together. Uh, you know, the, the ROM and the AGO are filled with art that they have that they haven't even brought up yet. Let's get it out onto the streets so people can see it. And out, out into the street can mean as well, given our climate and so on, it can mean even in the lobbies of buildings and, and uh, including the, 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 there's so many of the sort of private condo lobbies that you walk by, but you can't really even you look You can't in. see the art, including office buildings. I mean, yeah. even in New York City, there's, they've, they've been brilliant in their architecture that they have these public walkways that you can walk from one street to the next in New York, these avenues and see great art even in the buildings. But it's true. I mean, even if you walk through Brookfield, I mean, you could see great art that's available for the public public to see, but it's not enough. And and also, let's challenge some of the artists that we have in this city to develop commission support artists that have had a hard time through COVID, even internationally, getting uh, launched in the city by having great pieces. We have the streets. I mean, you know, with all due respect to the incredible monuments that are on University Avenue, I'd like to see art aside from military sculptures. That's a really good point. And we're looking to, uh, I certainly started the process of looking to turn the eastern side of University Avenue into a park and move all the kind of traffic and stuff onto the western part. And there is an opportunity to have, I mean, Pierre Lasson, uh, a, a wonderful citizen who gave 25 million bucks to make sure there's an art trail through the new community at Villiers Island, which is a new island being built. People don't even know this in the eastern part of the west, eastern part of the harbor. And, uh, but he, that's going to be a starting proposition that there is a public art trail for $25 million he donated through that part of that island from day one. That brings up the point. I mean, there's a lot of big private money. So it's one thing to continue building wings and, and donating art and, 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 and being on an acquisition committee of, of the AGO or something like that. But there's so much money in this city. What about putting together an incredible public art fund that looks at art where a lot of people will want their name on pieces that are donated in the city that are extraordinary. It becomes a challenge because as, as the AGO, as that elephant or whatever it is in front of their building and they took away the Henry Moore, mm, uh, you know, who decides what goes where? But that's a good, healthy debate.
It is a good, healthy debate. Now, speaking of which, I want to just spend a minute before we run out of time asking you, because you're somebody who's been, you know, deeply concerned, as many people have. You're a member of the Jewish community. You have deep concerns about these things all the time, but especially now in the advent of what's gone on since October 7th. We were saying before we came on the air that a big part of the problem, and I was saying this yesterday and the day before, and we had Marco Mantecino on earlier, is that we're just not talking enough, even publicly or privately, about uh, the fact we're losing something in the city. You want to talk about art and the positive impact it can have. One of the other things that always had a positive impact here is we talked together about things that were happening. Even if we came from different places, we would talk together about that and just say, well, I come from here and you come from there, but let's sort of sort out, you know, that we're here now and, and we want to sort of get along and so forth. And, and uh, maybe just talk a little bit about that silence. That well, we kind of- you know, the silence is a cliche. The silence has been deafening uh, in, in, you know, people trying to say and do the right things. I, I do believe, I mean, one of my great mentors and heroes in life was Ben Ferenz. I made a film about him. He was the last living Nuremberg prosecutor, co-creator of the International Criminal Court. And he believed in dialogue. He believed in discussion before we go to war, before we demonstrate. Uh, way beyond, or way before, and you'll remember this, way before October 7th, if a mosque uh, or a synagogue had become defaced or uh, desecrated, uh, leaders from those spiritual committees or communities always came together to support we could take you in if something happened to a mosque. We'd take you in a synagogue. Your congregation could serve or, or worship in our house. There was all of that. Where is that now? So I think you're right. I think that it's going to take leadership in this city to begin a discussion because I think we can talk things through. To rush to a demonstration and close a, a shopping center down or, or Avenue Road in 401, it's a news bite for a minute. But let's, let's have a great discussion. How do we work through these issues? Toronto has been this incredible model, and, and you ran it, you saw it, of diversity working together. So before all these demonstrations continue, let's have a great summit and talk about this with great minds. How, can we, how could this city be a model, as it's always been, for inclusion and discussion? I'd love to see a summit come together. It's a good idea. We'll have to leave it there and uh, leave on people's minds, I hope, this idea of public art and maybe seeing if we can do something. Maybe I can, because having been the one that brought in I think it's your advice, a year of public art. We can maybe continue that and make it something even bigger. Barry Average, good luck with uh, Born Hungry, the new film coming out tomorrow. I really would tell you that story is well worth seeing, and uh, Barry's films always are. So have a look at that, and thanks again for coming in. Thank you, John.